What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Oblena, and today we are talking about, um, we are about a month uh, from the start of the NBA, the restart, I guess, or the 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 resume of the NBA, um, so to speak. Like Today is June 29. Um, the NBA is preparing to return on July 30th. And it also released a schedule for each team. Um, so we're able to see um, the order of the games in which each team plays. They have eight games playing. Uh, they're all seeding games. So each game is important. I think that's the biggest um, thing to the start of the se- the restart of the season, I guess, is that there's no game that these teams can take off. Like... Each team has to put in 100% effort um, every game to get that seeding, right? If if the Bucks want to keep their number one seed, they just got to keep playing well. Um, obviously, the first, I think I want to say probably like the first couple games will be, it won't be pretty. Like, you know, not being in game speed for, uh, at this point, like four months, four and a half months. Um, from the start, obviously they're gonna uh, start practicing already. Um, they the NBA released a schedule to where um, the teams will start traveling to Orlando um, July seven, and you know starting to prep for everything, getting their lodging and practices and everything like that. Um, so we have a full template. We have a full schedule going. Um, the regular season will end on August fourteen. So a good two weeks of games, uh, just jam-packed with so many games um, each day. And the league is returning with um, a good doubleheader on the first day. And it's the Utah Jazz will take on the the Pelicans. And then obviously the marquee matchup on the first day back is, of course, the Battle of LA with the Clippers and the Lakers. Um obviously the first game back it has to be a banger it has to be a game with full full attention and um it's exciting it's exciting to know that you know a sport that we all love so much a sport that is very huge not just in america but just in in the world um the nba is looked at um from fans from all over and you know it's exciting to know that they are coming back um but i wanted to talk about more today is like his idea of or to answer the question like is is the return still a good idea because what um what we've learned in the past week um the nba actually tested all the players um all 302 players that are going to report to orlando and actually 16 tested positive um, 16 tested positive for the coronavirus on a test on June 23rd. Some of those players include um, Nuggets star Nikola Jokic, um, a couple players from the Kings in Alex Len and Jawari Parker, also um, Indiana Pacers Malcolm Brogdon all in the past week. Um, and we also have players that are sitting out, um, one of them being Avery Bradley, who um, there's info talking about how his his young son um, has medical issues um, 
and you know and his medical issues really tie into the scares and the you know the symptom not symptoms but just the precautions in terms of contracting the coronavirus and with breathing issues and lung problems and things like that and you know seeing people kind of tell say that his decision was wrong you know he obviously the laker being on the lakers um being um a good rotational player for them and some guy that could have an impact on them you know going into the playoffs and um possibly you know contending it i mean they will contend for a title but possibly you know winning a championship coming back and he chose to you know family matters more than his career ultimately and you know choosing that i have no problem with it obviously his son has it's it's a very sensitive topic to um you know call him out for something you know that's a decision that he can only make that no one can really judge him on because it's something that deals with not just basketball but just his life you know and there is life after basketball and there's life away from basketball and you know ridiculing every bradley um for making this decision is just i don't know i I don't agree with it i know that he you know if if avery bradley was on the wizards you know will would would these people think of it differently if maybe he was on the wizards or the blazers or um you know the grizzlies uh teams that are going to be in Orlando that are going to compete but maybe don't have the best uh chance to make it far in the playoffs or anything like that or maybe have a legitimate chance of winning the title and it's only because he's on the Lakers that he's getting this attention that he's getting uh different points of view on his decision i feel like if he was on you know a worse team um, the attention wouldn't be as there, but also being, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers and how um, the clout being on a team like that and playing with LeBron, um, it's a double-edged sword, you know? So I think it's okay. Um, I think it's fair for him to say that he wants to sit out. I mean, you can't judge him on his own personal, you know, personal issues, his family issues. So I don't think that's a, much big of a deal so I think that's why I wanted to talk about um or just to talk about the question kind of just debate and if you um wanted to reach out and talk to me about it more I mean the dms are open (laughs) add dishes and dimes on twitter um if you're listening to this and not following please follow I have a lot of updates um updates with new episodes come out everything like that so um other I guess I wanted to go through some of the other details and some of the other things about the bubble and just points of emphasis for the uh, resume of the NBA. Obviously, um, it's going to be in Orlando, Florida uh, at the Disney World campus. And so that's kind of like the bubble or the NBA. What they're calling is the NBA campus is what they're calling it um, to refer to this bubble experiment of, you know, keeping everyone in the same location um people can leave 
at some points, but they always have to quarantine when they come back. All the rules and regulations are set. Um, the scariest thing is, is that the U.S., they just set a record for um, new daily cases in a day. And that was only last week. And that's really scary. Also because Florida, uh, being a state that is going through a lot of debate about COVID safety laws, um, Florida has recorded more than 3,200 positive cases over each of the last three days. And this is an, an article from a couple days ago, June 25th, um, including a record high of 5,511 cases on June 24th that was topped again on Friday with the state announcing 8,942 cases. Orlando in particular has remained a hot spot in the state with one out of every 168 people testing positive there. And so, you know, when those types of numbers come out, especially when there's 22 teams coming to Orlando um, with, you know, the whole full staff with coaches and trainers and um, and team doctors and and even some higher up people, probably the GM, maybe um, the president is coming with the teams. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, just the idea of isolating themselves in an area where it's already pretty strong and already people... I've seen a lot of videos on Twitter where people are debating still wearing masks in Florida and... I mean, to keep it blunt, like it boggles my mind that that those debates are still happening in 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 a time where um, you know this this virus is not going away anytime soon. And although Adam Silver said that this the resume of the NBA, um, he there was a quote of him saying that. You know, none of the options they had were risk-free. And granted, that makes sense. Obviously, with America still struggling to fight this virus, still struggling to flatten the curve, still struggling. And it's not even that they're struggling to flatten the curve. It's just that it's everything that's happening is opposite of what we're trying to do. Cases still continue to rise. Um, people still tend to uh, still do things that don't abide to the safety laws and rules and, you know, just everyday common sense. <laughs> and that part of the NBA being in Orlando is very scary to me. Um, even though there are rules and regulations, there's officers, there's Oh, that's another thing that we need to talk about, too, is that um, they're using law enforcement officers in the local area uh, for security and escorting teams and things like that. Very questionable decision. Obviously, uh, police officers and law enforcement, um, they're at every NBA game um, for private security, for watching the arena and and, and things like that. Um, but very interesting, just... Obviously, there's, they probably didn't have any other choice, right? Um, but just being at a time where um, protests against police brutality, protests for social justice, um, 
very interesting choice, very interesting time to kind of release that. But also, like, you know, who else were they going to hire? Who else are they going to hire to, you know, keep them safe, keep them, um, keep the rules in set? Um, there really wasn't any other choice other than to use officers, you know? Um, in a league full of predominantly African-American players, um, mixing that with law enforcement officers, watching the campus, also with the idea that returning to play probably will promote a social justice movements and um, promote still promote the idea because obviously there are a lot of athletes that are pushing for um, you know these protests and pushing for this movement um, and having that kind of jumble into each other is going to be very interesting to see. But then moving on, um, let's talk about this NBA campus, this bubble experiment. Um, let's go into some of the detail. I found some interesting details just um, about some rules and regulations that they're setting in place. Um, so teams are starting to travel um, to Orlando again on um, July 7th. Um, Adam Silver underscores that no fans will be allowed at the NBA restart, obviously, but to provide a better remote experience. Game broadcasts will include increased camera angles, personalized alternative screens, quote-unquote enhanced audio of players and coaches, and virtual concerts and halftimes and things like that. Um, really cool. A lot of new and innovative things that could bring to watching the game on TV and having that as a very new experience. No fans is something we've never seen before on TV. Um, having new angles, having enhanced audio for hearing the players on the court or during timeouts or things like that. I mean, we also have those interviews and things like that too, but um, or like the mic'd up little sessions um, during timeouts where coaches say the exact same thing every time, right? Um, but, you know, seeing this is very exciting and seeing what they can put out is going to be interesting and super exciting. But uh, let's see, what else is there? There is uh, obviously certain regulations and guidelines for keeping everyone safe. Players are allowed to, um, there are places for social gatherings um, and, you know, recreation places. Um, they're always going to have regulations and rules for each place. There's also, which I thought was interesting, there is an anonymous hotline for report for reporting any suspicious activity or to report people not following the rules, things like that. Um, so certain players can like call or certain people that are on the canvas call to see like, oh, this, I saw someone blah, 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 doing that and doing that. Um, it'd be funny to rank like the top five players to call the anonymous hotline. Um, I think Patrick Beverly will be one of the first people <laughs> on that top five list. Um, some other interesting regulations for everyday life um, for some recreation things is that um, 
for tennis or I think ping pong, there's no such thing as doubles matches. There are always going to be only singles matches, right? Um, they could play golf, but um, they're not allowed to have caddies. And also playing cards, they're supposed to um, throw away the deck of cards after using them. So imagine just playing a normal game of like whatever go fish or crazy eights or whatever NBA players play. <laughs> Definitely don't play those two games, but um, they have to throw away their cards after using them. You can't transfer, you know, touching these cards and passing them to more players than more players use them every day. And that would just be really scary to do. They have a technique for cleaning basketballs that they use. Um, using dish detergent, uh, a gallon of water, um, and then wipe them down with some clean towels and air drying them as well. Um, and there's some rules with cautiousness with jersey and sweating and the habits that NBA players have with like wiping, you know, uh, their jersey on the ball or like licking their hands. You know, Steve Nash was known to like lick his hands almost like every possession <laughs> and you know keeping transferring body fluids like sweat and things like that um keeping then you know keeping those contacts to a minimum uh especially mouth guard habits you know thank god steph curry isn't playing um you know with him chewing on his mouthpiece all the time and taking it out take, putting it back in all those things you know they're really encouraging their players to watch what they do with that because oh god you know now that i'm just thinking about it more it's it's going to be really tough for um to not just have contact like that obviously it's a contact sport and there's a lot of risks in that um but yeah so we'll see uh there's going to be coronavirus testing every night. So every night that the season is going on, they're going to be tested every day. Um, meals with players from other teams is permitted if those players eat outside. Uh, I don't really know the wording if that meant outside the campus or outside as in like outdoors. Um, and then there are designated, obviously there are designated areas for social gatherings um, players are not allowed inside other players' hotel rooms. Uh, players who choose to leave the bubble will be subject to additional testing and a quarantine period after upon their return. Five-step pro five process for disinfecting basketballs before use. As I mentioned before, no jersey swaps after games. Uh, con congregating outside rather than inside is encouraged. Uh, so those are the many rules and regulations, probably a lot more. Probably with like escorting teams and, you know, scheduling practices and moving around the campus, things like that. Um, so, I mean, this is real. Like the NBA is going to start. We're going to have starting uh, games starting July 30th. And I honestly don't know what to expect. Like this is something that's super new. It's something that we've never dealt with before. 
something also that we can look forward to a lot. I mean, it it just we haven't seen sports in in so long. I mean, NBA was the first one to suspend its season. Um, a lot of leagues and a lot of sports did so the same. We're starting to see uh, European soccer, uh, European football. I'm sorry, uh, European football. Um, games being played again uh, this past month. Uh, I know some countries even started last month, I believe. Um, and that's just how far behind America is with dealing with a virus. It is a testament to, you know, how behind we are in certain issues and certain topics. And of course, I'm not going to get into that right now, but... Um, if you're listening to this, I mean, you understand what I mean. We, we've we been sitting through it for the last three months or so. And, you know, that is just the one thing that just makes me think of the question, like, is resuming still a good idea, right? Um, I've talked about the rules and regulations. I've talked about the the scares that... Florida, I mean, not just Florida, but just the whole country is in at this time, right? Um, there's so many issues going on, and the debate is really like, do we need, is it necessary to come back, right? Is it necessary? Um, is it safe to do it? And what can we get out of restarting? For not, um, I mean, for the NBA, I mean, if they, once the NBA starts again, it's going to encourage the other sports to start thinking about opening up too. And, you know, thinking about football, baseball, um, MLS, <laughs> um, college basketball, college sports, you know, um, once the NBA starts and it gets going and maybe uh, it is successful. And an outbreak doesn't, you know, think, you know, hoping for the best that it doesn't happen. Um, when it doesn't, does that encourage other sports to start even prematurely? Does it, um, does it show like a kind of like a placebo effect in that? Oh, since the NBA is starting, you know, everything else can start going back, right? And I don't agree with that um, perspective because there's just so many things going on with the NBA that they had to get right and they had to prepare for to prepare for, you know, this resume of the NBA. Again, Adam Silver said that there are no options for resuming. Um, that was risk-free, like every decision that they had to make had some sort of calculated risk with it. Um, there's a quote from Adam Silver on concerns about spiking COVID numbers in Florida. Uh, quote, the answer is yes, the levels of concern have increased, not just, not just because of the increased levels in Florida, but throughout the country, uh, end quote but says Disney's campus was designed to limit exposure to players and teams. So they know what they're doing. 
I understand that. Um, but to answer the question, like, if there happens to be another larger breakout that reaches the campus or, you know, it, it, all it takes is just one person um, to kind of start an outbreak. You know, some most of these players were or some of these players were asymptomatic. Jokic was asymptomatic. And, um, you know, what type of contact has he had? Um, are there other Nuggets players that are going to be tested positive soon? Who knows? Um, and it was kind of like the lack of information, the lack of discipline to follow rules that kind of led America to this point from the start of it. Even Rudy Gobert... We all know that video of him touching the mics as a joke. He ended up with a virus and he ended up ruining his kind of relationship with um, most of his teammates for a good amount of time. And, you know, it, it's things like that to where that has brought us to this point. And the thing I just want to point that is that there's nothing that has happened the last couple months that has encouraged us to do to start thinking about, um, you know, not taking this seriously. And I myself obviously am not talking from a point of view that is all perfect. And um, having in Florida and having in a place where, ironically, is probably the worst state to be in, um, other than, I guess, New York. Um, in terms of the coronavirus and how you know each state is dealing with it, dealing with it, Florida might be the worst state to be in right now. Um, the the difference between being in New York and Florida is that New York is just very crowded area in general, and so so many different people, so many populations of people in New York, and that's why it's spreading a lot there. Um, but Florida, like people, just didn't care about the rules at all, like. People will will were literally still spending like spring break and planning spring break trips there. Um, there are debates. I've seen videos of debates. People talking about they don't want to wear masks. They don't want to, you know, you're taking away our freedoms for wearing masks. And I guess now this is just a conversation about coronavirus, but um, it is just something that I'm thinking about, and it's always in the back of my head when I'm thinking about this restart. Is that because there's a lot of risks and because it's in a state where it's very questionable to how safe it is there. Um, it is kind of crazy that it is going to start in Orlando, Florida, you know? Um, and it kind of just ties in with the question, like are sports needed this much, even though there's a big risk. Right. Um, and that question is very layered too, because, you know, with there, there was also a pushback from Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard and some of these players talking about, you know, I don't want to come back if we're still de- if we're still dealing with social injustice, if we're still dealing with police brutal police brutality and racism, and um, you know, why should we start? You know, it's not this is not as important as you know as the movement that's going on right now in the Black Lives Movement. Back. Black Lives Matter movement. And like, 
it's so deeply rooted um, in so many issues is that why should we have, you know, this, this sport to come back and is it important? Obviously, there's a money incentive that plays a huge part in it. Um, a lot of reputations are on the line. Maybe not, you know, if it fails, it's not going to ruin the NBA rotation. It's not going to ruin it completely with Adam Silver and the NBA and, and things like that. But it is going to speak volumes to decision making and issues like this again. Um, it'll, if it fails, it'll cause us to kind of go back to square one and kind of figure this out again and restart this whole process. And But also there's, there's chances to promote social injustice social justice not social injustice not promote social injustice that's stupid but to promote social justice and to you know make more statements they just released um a rule that saying that you know players can edit the names of the back of the jerseys to make a statement about social justice um and so there are different ways to because there's because there's two major issues going on in America, there's two different ways that are layered to look at this. So there's just a bunch of different perspectives. And ultimately, I kind of decided on that restarting it this soon is not a good idea. Um, based off of the facts of just how unsafe Florida is right now, and trusting each player to follow the rules and regulations to the T might be asking too much, as sad as that is, as kind of, you know, I don't want to look at this restart in a negative light. I just don't think it's a good idea. I support the NBA and everything it does because I know that the NBA as a league is smart and progressive and knows how to handle certain issues. I just hope that it doesn't backfire on them. That's part of the reason why I think it's a bad idea because I I have a feeling that it may backfire on them. And seeing that happen will will really break my heart and it, it would just be sad to know that um, as right as they might have seemed maybe a month ago, um, right now it's not looking too hot with players just testing positive and a lot of questions that can only be answered when the season restarts. And so I, I could just leave it on that. Um, probably my next episode will be reviewing or previewing. I know I said this last episode, but there is so much news um, to talk about in this episode that I just wanted to save the ultimate preview uh, for the restart for um, later on um, when it comes closer maybe there's going to be new news new acquisitions um, I know the Lakers are they just announced today that they are planning or they are finalizing a deal to sign J.R. Smith and replace Avery Bradley um, my first take on that um, I know obviously J.R. Smith has been with LeBron in the finals against the Warriors, and he's had his moments. 
of greatness and he's had his moments of boneheadedness and you know which jr are we getting is my question he adds shooting he adds some random uh, microwave moments you know we all know jr smith we all love him he's an off the bench shooter you know how much will he add is just you know being away from basketball for that long um how much will he add to the lakers how much of an impact can he make um is also based on which jr are we getting is he gonna buckle down and play some defense and shoot kind of consistently then i'd say it's a it's a fair replacement but if he's pulling off some boneheaded plays he's turning it over he's taking some wild shots which can go in at times, but, um, you know, coming back from a three-month hiatus, four-month hiatus when the season starts, and then still trying to gel with everyone, and, you know, it has a recipe for disaster, but also it can work because it's LeBron James. So, uh, more preview talk will be coming soon in the next episode. Uh, I hope this episode made you kind of think about um, the different sides to the return it is exciting, and I do support the NBA and everything it does, but this um, may not be a great idea because of the circumstances that they're in, in Florida and in America. And so if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please um, share this with your friends. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Dishes and Dimes. Um, I know I haven't been tweeting a lot, but... Um, Obviously, I I always wanted to talk about everything everything that I wanted to tweet in this episode. I wanted to break down all my ideas, all my things I've been thinking about the past couple weeks or so. And so, yeah. So, hope you guys, hope everyone um, continues to stay safe. Take this virus very seriously. Um, it's not going away anytime soon. Please do your part. Be safe. Be smart. And yeah, have a good one, y'all. Until next time.